You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays. Okay, Ulysses, yesterday we dove into a little bit of our free agent wish list. You had an interesting idea for the raise to trade for Ryan Braun, which generated uh, more than 20 minutes of discussion, which I was very intrigued by. And who knows? Hey, crazier things have happened. Uh, as far as my free agent wish list, uh, I went to bat for the raise adding Robinson Trinos. And since the Rays do have two spots currently on the 40-man roster, I figured I would throw out one other guy. Right. Um, and it's not – it's honestly not uh, – a move that is like, wow, that is, that is a fun ad. That is, that is really, that is exciting. It, it is not Nick Castellanos. It is not Yaziel Puig. It is not Marcelo Zuna. Can I ask the position first? Yes, go ahead. Uh, okay, so what, what position does he play? Uh, outfield. Outfield. Primarily okay. uh, right field and a little bit of center field. Can fill in at center. Oh, okay. Um, I'm intrigued. Who is it? It is a guy that was in a Rays uniform last season. Obviously, El Garcia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like Avi a lot. Nice. And Well, I mean, there's a lot to like, man. Yes. And I do think there is still some upside in his game. He's only 28 years old. Let's remember that. Although, he, I mean, to right. me, he looks like he's 38. He's got like an aging presence about him. Maybe we have to <laughs> check his birth certificate. But he's still very athletic. He's still... Yeah is adequate in the outfield, actually above adequate in the outfield. He's, I mean, he's, he's better than Austin Meadows. He was better than Tommy Pham. He can yep. hold his own in the outfield. I'd put it like that. Um, the doubles are there. A little bit of the power is there. Just an all-around hitter. He maybe strikes out more than we would like. But I think what helps, too, is him already having some familiarity with the organization and playing in the trop last season and knowing that – knowing – the majority of his teammates with the Rays, just that continuity factor, I think, yep. is important. And it I looks think like Eric Lee would like to uh, yeah, to do that, right? I mean, yeah. n- n- you don't have to move like, once again. You don't have to do the whole "Hey, I'm this guy." Uh, Hi, how you doing? You know that <clears throat> not being comfortable in your in in your own environment, even though they they always say, "Oh, you know, they made me feel comfortable as soon as I walked in the door." Like we're all humans; we mm-hmm. know that that's bullcrap. Uh, it's it's very di- it's very difficult to feel at ease in a new environment, and so coming back, hey, you know the clubhouse guys. I mean, things that you don't even think of as, as a fan. You know, the, the the way to go to the ballpark, not get lost. I mean, the entrances. I mean, just those are all little the little things. logistical yeah. things, and not having to move, move your yeah. family again. I mean, you can still make millions of dollars, maybe not as many millions of dollars as elsewhere, and it's not like Avi. I think he's a very good free agent, a very solid free agent. He's not commanding the type of offer that a Castellanos is going to right. command. Let's be honest. 
uh, the Rays aren't going to spend $70 million, $80 million, whatever it is for a player, especially a player in Nick Castellanos. I know everybody – look, what he did in Chicago was amazing as far as the home runs and everything like that. But – no, it's it's not going to happen. It's it's Look, like we're it's like it's almost as if oh we're going to sign Yasmani Grandal or Zach Wheeler. It's you might as well be saying that. It, it it gets me. Look, it's it's very frustrating as a Tampa Bay Rays fan to know that you're 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 never going to compete for the top top free agents. Mm-hmm. It's always frustrating, right? But what it's but for me, what's even more frustrating is seeing race fans saying we're gonna get uh, Castellanos, he's gettable. Uh, yes, Money Grandal. Oh no, we can. We have that uh, financial flexibility. We can. We can do that. No, yeah. they're not going to do that. Please stop. Like stop if, sounding like we're going to take Nolan Arenado's contract. Yeah, Are it you is thirty million me? dollars. Yeah, it is. You've that with the free agent wish list. Well, the exercise we were trying to do in your case, a trade is a reasonable. Something reasonable that the Rays would do. Giving a player, one player, 60 to $80 million, the Rays aren't going to do that unless it's an Evan Longoria type that's already been in their organization and farm system and that they can just extend. They're not going to do that on the free agent market, especially for, I mean, not to, to hammer on Nick Castellanos, a guy that uh, is one of, if not the worst, right field defender in baseball right he's a one i mean yeah it, it, it would be fantastic to have that type of bat that type of presence in yes. your lineup it kind of makes it a little more 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 deep but i mean you're just putting out uh, uh, uh somebody that's worse than austin meadows yeah actually i've got a stat on this um among mlb players with at least 1500 innings in right field over the last two seasons Nick Castellanos ranks dead last in UZR and DRS. Yeah. Ultimate so, zone rating and defensive run save. And you could say, oh, you can just move him to third base. No, he was so bad at third base, they moved him to right field. <laughs> and he's so bad at right field. They say he has gotten a little bit better with that. And I can understand that, um, okay, he was playing in Comerica Park, which he called a joke. So you wonder what he's going to call the trop if he right. did sign with the Rays. Because it is a enormous ballpark, so covering – Ground in Comerica Park probably it's doesn't help your yeah. defensive rating, nor does, nor will the power numbers reflect how good of a hitter you are in that park. That's why in Chicago, yeah. I mean, oh. combined, he had 58 doubles. And then in those 50 or so games, he had like 16 home runs, which is amazing because he yeah, had never hit more than 27. So the hitting is there, absolutely. But the money and you're expecting this guy to – Pitching and defense, that's been the raised calling card. Oh, If he can't even... And, and you're going to throw that much money to a guy that can only do one thing instead of you're saying, well, whatever, we'll yes. just stick him as a DH. You're going to be paying a DH that much? No. It that's, doesn't you make might as well, any sense. You might as well not have gone through this whole rigmarole. Just keep Tommy Fan. That's it. Just keep Tommy Fan. Yeah. Right. Castellanos is a better hit hitter, but... I mean, you look at the wars and everything. I mean, if you're going to do all that, hey, just no. just keep Tommy Pham in that case. So that's why no. I think obviously El Garcia is a reasonable expectation. I think MLB Trade Rumors, some other a- outlets project him to get somewhere between a two-year, twelve to fifteen million dollar deal, which is reasonable for the Rays. And- I think it is. I think it is reasonable. <laughs> but if it is something like two years, sixteen mil, that's the Travis Darno contract. Now we get into a, a whole what if. Mm-hmm. Did the Rays 
not offer that much commitment and money to Travis because of injuries past or because they didn't want they didn't want him. I I believe they wanted him, just not at that commitment. Yes. The same thing goes with Avi. Is two years, sixteen mil, what they would value Avi at? I don't think so. I think no. they would try to go two year, ten mil. Yes, and maybe who knows? They can put in some incentives and bonuses right. and things like that. And but he did solid last year. I mean, you, you look at his numbers. I mean, a four sixty four slugging that's pretty nice. An OPS plus of one eleven that's very nice. And yeah, the strikeouts are definitely there. One twenty five yeah. in the season. But also, I mean, I don't remember him ever having. I don't remember him ever having like a really bad slump either. He seemed to be pretty consistent most of the season. And let's remember, uh, that was only in 125 games. So, and you can't you can't say, oh, well, if he could play 150 games, but if he theoretically could, Mm -hmm. got to 150 games in a season, just imagine what those numbers could be. And the other thing is, he hits righties. We know what Hunter Renfro can't do right now, and that's hit righties. And that's something Avi's done. He had an 805 OPS, uh, 290 average against righties this past season. And I know, you know, in this era of the juice ball and everything, that 20 home runs doesn't really scream at you. But I think if he if he wants to turn on the power, he can turn on the power. We've seen he's had some of the longest I, he had that banner shot. Yeah, the banner that, shot was impressive. I yeah. mean, if you can do that, that's that's pretty legit and, power. And, and <clears throat> another thing, look, if if you're adding Renfro, you have a fine defender apparently from the 2019 numbers. Yes. Avi can handle himself. Now with Austin Meadows because you know KK is obviously staying in center field. Now with Austin Meadows, you can do a little bit of a switcheroo and you know, give some guys a little bit of a rest in the outfield. I would give the rest mm-hmm. more to Austin yes. Meadows uh, and, and playing DH, which honestly, he he just passed his rookie um, eligibility in 2018. So he has six years of team control. He just did the last one. So that's five years of control. That's a pretty good stretch of having a nice, young, controllable <clears throat> DH type. That you can have, which the race have never been able to do, is have a constant DH for a long period of time. What better time to do it right now if you if you actually trust your outfielders? And that's a pretty good defensive outfield right now. Renfro, Avi, and, and Meadows, that's pretty decent. I know that you want to switch with Renfro because of the right-handed um, pitching. But I, I think there's something that, that can be done there for sure. It definitely gives you some flexibility with that. For sure. And you could always, I mean, there's always moves you can make where there's other guys that can play the outfield too. You can always move Brandon Lau out there and, yeah. and make some maneuvers and that sort of thing. So that's why I thought Avi, I mean, you would think you would know what you're going to be able to get from him. Yeah, he. I don't think he's ever going to be a 40 home run guy or anything like that. But right. a stable presence in the lineup that has familiarity with the organization and uh, seemed, seemed to be pretty well liked. And, and yeah. he was just fun to watch to me. I enjoyed watching him. He seemed like a me very too. professional hitter, had a very professional presence about him. And, um, you know, that, that one banner shot home run stood out the other one in the wild card game going oppo yeah. taco 
against the athletics. That was Those, nice. That that is a pros pro move right there. So yeah, a couple things I, like that. Look at that. I mean, he's not he's not declining. Up, he's still on his yes. twenty eight. He's still on his up track. That was my that was my point. Dude's twenty eight. I know he looks a little bit older, but also yeah. let's be honest. He's been in the league for a while. He started out young. Yes. Okay, this guy was called Mini Miggy for a reason. Mm-hmm. He looked like a baby, but he looked, the stance looked just like Miggy Cabrera. So I, I, I think that's a great uh, pick. I know it's not very flashy and it's not, you know, it's not going to, you know, breaking news or anything like that uh, on the web. But I right. think that's a solid move that the race could actually do in the spectrum that we're trying to play this game of of reality kind of it, the wish list you know mm-hmm. don't go spending more money than they've ever done right you can touch that a little bit but don't you know not nolan arenado yeah not doing that right no not gonna happen and one more note about avi that i wanted to mention we talk about how he he's a big guy i mean he's built yeah he doesn't look like the 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 sprinter who's gonna steal 50 stolen stolen bases but he's never he's never gonna steal 50 but if you look at his sprint speed, oh, it's, it is yeah. A, yeah, it's better than Cody Bellinger's and Christian Yelich's, and comparable wow. to Tim Anderson. Think about that for a second. Wow, no, nah, this this he's guy's, an athlete. He is he's an, an athlete. athlete. Exactly. This guy could have played any sport. He yes. just chose baseball. Yeah. So let's keep that in mind too. That it's not like oh he's I like, like it. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm an Avi fan. What can I say? Uh, okay, some comments from uh, listeners out there on their free agent wish list. Uh, Stephen A at toast underscore man underscore P. Man, that is long-winded. Uh, Puig <laughs> seems fun and realistic. Dylan Batanzas should also be within their means and is a typical raise type of signing. Ooh. Actually, both those moves, that's also another yeah. good point by Stephen A. I like those. Um, Puig, I think, is only going to get maybe a one-year, two-year deal. He's not on... I think Marcel- he's like an Avi type. Yeah. Don't he, you think that's, that could be an Avi type? Maybe I, a little bit more because of name recognition. Right. The, I think what what's hurting his value is just his his off the field stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, hey, let's let stop the reckless drivings. We we don't need you getting into fights with bouncers. I know you have okay. a, a a belt that says wild horse. That's all fun and games, but don't be a wild horse. He can hit, you know? and you, Dylan Batanzas, you bring him back on another prove it deal. I would. Hey, that could be as long as he doesn't uh, <laughs> uh, debunk in front of the Yankees. That's all good to me. Yeah, uh, Ethan Broom says. Nicholas Castellanos would have to give him a little money, but nothing crazy. And I can honestly see the Rays doing it again. I don't know. I think it's he's going to be with what Rendon is commanding, and all these other guys have gotten. I think that he's just going to have a, a, a little bit higher, hundred million plus for sure. Yeah, and that is absolutely out of the Rays price range. Um, Cecilia Met says maybe Souza. You know, I think that's like. A last resort minor plan. league contract with a spring training invite, yeah, maybe? like a plan Z type of a thing, just because he says he's healthy and he says he wants to play for the race. Well, he just wants a contract right now, he just right. wants an opportunity. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't mind giving him an opportunity, but I'm not giving him any real tangible money as of right, right. now, which is amazing considering what the Rays got for him in the trade with the Diamondbacks, some of those prospects that are that are tearing it up right now. Um, Jordan J. McGeever says Castellanos, but I'd rather Avi in free agency and Contreras by trade. He means, uh, Wilson Contreras. Um, and yeah, I mean that we, that makes sense. I mean, Castellanos, yeah, I, like I, I'd love to have Castellanos too, but it's, yeah, not yeah it's happen. just not, yeah. Um, yeah. So those were, those were some of the comments. Um, again, very interesting stuff with free agency. And I think some, Hey, who knows, maybe this weekend, next week you could, there could definitely, definitely be some movement. 
and even in the Japanese market, apparently the Rays are very interested. So that is yeah, something we might have to are. talk about next week as well. Okay, with it being a Friday, baseball trivia coming up next. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Okay, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. So right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code CODE, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code CODE to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Locked On Rays on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. All right, Ulysses, it is a Friday, which means baseball trivia. We actually missed baseball trivia last week because we were talking about the uh, Tommy Pham trade, which uh, was uh, pretty pretty crazy at the time. Um, so now we are back onto our regular schedule, baseball trivia. I'll go ahead and let you begin with what you have, and probably gonna stump me again as usual. <laughs> All right. So in uh, in the year of the home run, I started looking at the home run records and who was in the top 100. There are only. Ooh, actually, I'm gonna change up my my question. Do on you know fly. how many on the fly? Do you know how many players? That are active. Uh huh. Are in the top 100 for the home run record. Career wise. Uh, How many active players are in the top 100 for career record? I'm going to say 20. Strike one. My higher look. Incredibly high. Eight. Strike two. High or low? You're high. Five. Ooh, just a little bit inside. Mm. Six. Okay. Six players. Six players. Are in the top 100 of the home run record list. Now, can you name those six players? players Ooh, very good question top 100 uh well i'll definitely say albert pujols that is correct he is sitting 
at number six with 656 home runs, four away from Willie Mays. Man, oh man. Um, Edwin Encarnacion. Nice. He's sitting at number 52 at 414. Paula, very good. Um, <laughs> and these are guys that most of these guys, did they, did they contribute recently or are they just like... Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Correct. He's sitting at 57 with 401. Uh, he's 11 away from Alfonso Soriano. Okay. So if these guys are in the 50s, then 100. Is 100 like around 300? home runs or so or I will tell you this number 101 has 340 home runs number 97 actually 96 has 348 I'm looking for two players that are tied for 97 I am trying to think you have three left though Left. Okay. Can I get a hint? Yes. Um, one of these players that is tied for 97, we have spoke about him at length, and the other one uh, has played for a rival uh, of the Rays, and suddenly he just got a lot of pop when he was in New York. Nothing nefarious, but, you know, the stadium helped. Okay. Uh, Ryan Braun, is he one? <laughs> yes, okay. correct. Ryan Braun, he is at 97 with 344 home runs, tied with Jose Bautista and the other guy that I'm looking for. The other guy you're looking for played in New York as of recently? Uh, what's this decade? Yes. He went from Boston to New York. Uh, no Boston. Oh, not Boston. Just in New York. He found his power stroke in New York. Correct. God, I have no idea. Um, well, let me say that. Okay. He's an outfielder. He's an outfielder. Left-handed outfielder. I want to say Johnny Damon, but that is he's not playing anymore. No. I know that. Uh, but I think he might have supplanted Damon or played very briefly with Damon. Uh, Maybe supplanted him. We're talking about the... Okay. Well, it's definitely not Brett Gardner. I, I can't think of uh, Yankees out I think he should... I think he played with Brett Gardner for sure. Brett Gardner for sure. Oh, uh, Robinson Cano. No. Okay. Robinson Cano is number 116 Man. on the list. Okay, I've got four so far. Um, I know this isn't right, but I'm just going to say it. Mike Trout. Ooh, no. Incorrect. Okay. I guess I need some more. I need some hints then. Okay, I'm going to give you another hint. This player, the one that's sitting at 97, has had 16 career years in the MLB. Uh, he has played for Detroit, the Yankees, and the Miami Marlins. Oh, Curtis Granderson. Correct. Wow, okay. Very good. He also has 344 home runs, sitting tied at 97 with Bautista and Braun. Wow. He's been good for a couple years, though, right? I mean, he's kind of been... 
Yeah, I think he played uh, the last year, but you know, okay. As as much as you can, be I was thinking guys that were like still like in Miami, <laughs> yeah, or it's still productive. But that's a good one. Okay, Curtis Granderson. Okay, this other guy. And last but not least, you're missing one guy. Uh, last but not least, I have no idea. Okay, I'll give you the home runs he has: four hundred and seventy-seven. If he finds his power stroke. He could break oh, 500 in I got it. 2020. Man, this is this was so obvious too. Wow, Miguel Cabrera. Correct. I I, I thought you were gonna go Pujols, Cabrera, then struggle, but then you jumped Edwin, and I'm like, oh no. See, Detroit's been so bad. I just consider them a Triple A team, and I'm like, are they even still? I don't know. Are they playing? Or are they just? I mean, pulling out the string right. there. Oh, yeah. very good. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. He actually has tied Beltre, and he's only about 15 away from Fred McGriff. So, wow, Miggy, almost 500. And most likely going to be Hall of Famer, I would say. Indeed. First hitting ability, for sure. Uh, okay, my trivia question. Uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, stadium debates and everything like that. Um, and this kind of ties into recent MLB expansion, and that's also been another hot topic within the league. Can you name the last four franchises that were expansion teams? And I will say, yes, I can. Expos, Nationals, that's not a, that's not an expansion in my book. It's just a real 98 1998 Arizona Diamondbacks and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Very good. And then 1993 the Florida Marlins with the Colorado Rockies. Very good. Okay. Which of those teams, or actually, out of those teams, who has the highest winning percentage overall in their history? Oh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> you can make an. Uh, it's definitely not the Marlins. They've all had playoff appearances. They all had. Hey, the Marlins have two rings, you know. Um, but if we look at it, okay. Let, let, let me let me talk through it. The race have had about 13 no let's say 11 bad seasons 10 in the beginning right and then uh one awful with cash and then a one kind of sucked with madden when he was leaving in 2014 i love how you pointed out just one awful with cash you really wanted to throw that in there <laughs> I let's did, take I away did. that he finished third in the al manager of the year voting. whatever it was i don't know 2016 uh, man they're, they're all Boppers and a bunch of strikeouts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, the Diamondbacks were really good in the beginning, but they kind of tapered off. Mm-hmm. And here and there, they've gone into the, the playoffs. The Rockets were really good in the 90s. They were, like, really good. Yeah. They had a bunch of cleanup hitters. hitters. It was amazing. Uh, the Marlins have sucked a lot. Okay, so I'm not, okay, not going to say with the Marlins. The Marlins are not okay. that team. I will say this. They are. They have the lowest winning percentage. Okay, good. Even though they have two rings. Two right. playoff appearances, two rings. That's amazing. And it's their, like Jordan. Their, Every their time you get there, you, you win. Their percentage was 462, their winning percentage so far in their history. You know what? I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks having the yes. best. Yes. They're number nice. one. But it's not as big of a discrepancy as you would think. This is how close baseball is and on the margins. Mm-hmm. Their career winning percentage is 495. Wow. They, of course, have had six playoff appearances. So number two and three, that leaves the Ro- the Rays and Rockies. Who do you say is two 
in three in that order. You know what? The Rays have been really, really good the last 11 years or so, except for that <clears throat> awful 2016 by cash. Uh, so <laughs> I will, I'm going to say the Rays. I'm going to go with the team. Yes. 473 winning percentage. The Rockies, 471. Wow. So all wow. of these teams have had their success in one time or another, and actually pretty similar if you look at the records as a whole. So it is interesting to see how that has shaped out. Do you have the difference between losses and wins that the Rays need to make up in order to become a 500 team? I do not, and we would have to find a statistician for that. Or just quick <laughs> okay. Google search. I implore you to go to Baseball Reference, and you can find it there. Don't go yet, because I have one more follow-up question. Okay. Okay. Uh, out of those four teams... Which player for that respective organization has had the highest career war? So for the Marlins, who's had the highest war? For the Rays, who's had the highest war? For the Rockies, for the D-backs? And you can start Uh, with whichever team you want. I'm going to go with... In Arizona, Paul Goldschmidt. Remember, this is... And not, not present... This is this can be all time. I will say Paul oh, Goldschmidt okay. is incorrect. So think about when those D-backs teams were pretty good. Okay, so Randy Johnson? Yes. Nice. 50.9 more. What? Wasn't he only there like for four years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was a machine. Um, okay, now, so... This, this probably takes into his career war, but nevertheless, okay. yeah, it takes into the career war. Okay, okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah, but they're the number one war player for each organization. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Randy Johnson. Okay. So this is going to be nice. Uh, Colorado Rockies, you have to have, wait, Helton or Larry Walker? I'm going to go with Helton. Very good. 61.2. Nice. Uh, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Miami Marlins. Ooh, I'm, I have to go with two boppers, either Mike or Miggy. I'm going to go with Miggy. Incorrect. I'm going to go with Mike Stanton when he was called Mike. Yes. 35 and a half war. Nice. Uh, that's when you know you're old, when you know Stanton as yeah. Mike Stanton and Mike then Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I liked uh, him better when he was Mike Stanton than Giancarlo. <laughs> he was friendlier because yes. he wasn't in New York. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go, obviously, with... Evan Michael Longoria. Very good. 49.8 war. Man, you killed it. I will just say that. Very nice. good. Good questions, Very man. Good. You too. That was fun. And the listeners, of course, can play at home and see how well they did as well. And that will do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Locked On Rays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Race.